is the 77 WABC minicast. Joining us now, we have the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. Newt, uh, your thoughts about what's going on, especially with Colorado and now these other states seem to be, you know, trying to join the fight. Well, it's insane and it's pushing us towards a civil war. I mean, let's start with a couple of simple facts. Um, Four lawyers in Colorado ruled that the million three hundred thousand sixty three hundred sixty thousand people who voted for Trump in 2020 do not have the right to vote for him. Now, that's about uh, something on the order of three hundred and fifty thousand voters per lawyer. And what they're going to do is destroy these guys aren't judges. These, these people are thugs who have replaced the rule of law with, with the rule of power. And what they're not thinking through is, as, as the uh, lieutenant general of Texas, or rather governor general of Texas said last night, I'm sorry, lieutenant governor of Texas, uh, you know, you, you want Texas to take Biden off the ballot? You want the, the number of states that have Republican House, Senate, and governor? I mean, this thing just becomes a nightmare. And it's insane. I mean, I think we need to understand this. We're now dealing with a, a mental aberration in the Democratic Party because they are so terrified that Donald Trump is going to break up their establishment that they are, they're doing everything they can to rig the game and basically holding him hostage uh, because they're afraid he'll win. And I've never seen anything like this. I mean, there's, at every level, this is wrong. The 14th Amendment referred to basically people who had risen in rebellion and fought a war for four years. There's no point at which it references anybody today. No one has charged Donald Trump with insurrection because you can't, uh, because an insurrection is a unique and classifiable thing. But I think one of the challenges when you interview lawyers is they keep talking as though we're dealing with the law. We're not. Jack Smith has no interest in the law. The judge handling the case in Washington, D.C. has no interest in the law. This is a lynch mob. The four lawyers in, in Colorado resemble Venezuela or Nicaragua or Cuba. They have no interest in the law. And that's why you suddenly have people in California. And I'm sure Massachusetts will come along and you'll find a lot, number of blue states, the states that have the most anti-Semitic riots, the states that have the campuses most out of control. And they're going to say, oh, this is great. We, we've now found a new way to try to block Donald Trump from winning, despite what the American people may want. Yeah, it is crazy. And everybody, we're talking to the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, Ed Cox. So, uh, Speaker, what do you think the Supreme Court does with it? I think it's going to get there very quickly. They're going to make a decision. How do you think they come out? Well, I hope they're going to decide uh, what I think is clearly the law, which is that, first of all, uh, the Colorado judges cannot make a constitutional interpretation. That's the purview of the Supreme Court of the United States. So in that sense, the thing should just fall apart. What I worry about is, you noticed, Durbin, the number two Democrat in the Senate, is already talking about how judges should recuse themselves. I mean, these people will go to any length. Remember, Schumer stood in front of the Supreme Court with a group of people and threatened by name several justices. You had people picketing outside justices' houses in clear violation of federal law. And so I think what you have is a situation where they will do everything they can to bring pressure on the judges. Mr. And Speaker, it's – uh, The judges now have 
have two different uh, cases that matter. They have Smith wanting them to certify that Trump, in fact, is not protected by immunity as the president. And they now have Colorado saying, and we want to take him off the ballot. And there's a danger that they'll pick one or the other to give the left. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, Mr. Speaker, uh, former Governor David Patterson has a question. Uh, Mr. Speaker, three of the judges on the Supreme Court that were picked by the former president voted against him time and time again when there were attempts to overturn the election. How does anybody think they should be recusing themselves over this issue, which is, I think, not even close to being uh, controversial? It, it, I don't see any way, unless he had had some actual conviction or some finding by a congressional committee or something, I don't see any way that you could stop someone from uh, from uh, running for office. Look, if the if the new fascists who are the Democratic Party can't intimidate the court, then we may actually have to have an election that Donald Trump's on the ballot. So they will do anything they can to try to intimidate. The court. Look at the campaign they've been waging uh, against Clarence Thomas. I mean, this this is a level of personal vitriol and personal attack that we've never seen towards federal judges. Uh, and it's all designed to try to break their morale and have them be afraid and have them try to appease the left. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you've got to understand this is not about the rule of law. This is about power. And it's about whether or not the very same people who have a plagiarist as president of Harvard, while students are openly uh, advocating the genocide of Jewish people, whether that same movement can bring that weight to bear to rig the game so that Trump loses. You know, um, Mr. Speaker, you know, what's interesting is I, I was shocked, and I guess I shouldn't be shocked, but you know, obviously, the history so well of the presidency and on Congress side. And here was President Biden. He had a moment where they come over to him, the reporters, and I thought he would do what I think a president should do and say, I'm not going to comment, you know. And instead, he said, I'm not going to comment necessarily on the case, but I will say Trump uh, acted in insurrection. He supported. There's, it's evident, no question. I mean, I thought that was unseemly. Your thoughts about that, Mr. Speaker? Well, it's, it's, it's not unseemly. It's who they are. Look, I mean, if, if Joe Biden can lead a lynch mob to get Trump out of the way, then Joe Biden's chance of getting reelected goes up dramatically. And if Joe Biden can't lead that lynch mob and, and Donald Trump's on the ballot next November, there's a very high likelihood that Donald Trump's going to get elected president again. And that is such a threat to the left that doing virtually anything is acceptable in order to try to stop Trump. And we just have to understand, this is not like anything we have seen in our lifetime. The last time states blocked somebody from being on the ballot was 1860. There are 10 states in which Abraham Lincoln could not be on the ballot. And we just need to understand there's a certain grand irony in that the slave states blocked Lincoln. Colorado's now joined the slave states in blocking a candidate. Oh, wow. And other states are now eager to join the slave states and be the people. And that's exactly what happened to Lincoln. Wow, that is such a powerful comment. Before um, we let you go, you brought up also Harvard. Um, and I want to get into that because I don't know if you saw this, uh, Claudine Gay, the president, who's still there after that dismal testimony that she had recently. Now it turns out there's like... Uh, 40 cases of plagiarism, uh, at least these allegations of it. She's trying to correct and do, oh, I left out the footnotes. 
Why do you think she is still there, and and why hasn't it got cleaned up? I mean, you look what happened at UPenn. She got booted, but Harvard's still uh, there. But, but, but at UPenn, you had a very popular governor who was aggressively opposed to her, who also happens to be Jewish. At Harvard, this is the ultimate test of the club. The club has rallied around her. The club has they made a billion dollars on their endowment last year. They don't need money from anybody. People cannot bring pressure to bear. And that club believed in the kind of nutty stuff she believes in. And they're going to rally around. My guess is she will be gone, but that when she's gone, she'll be a tenured faculty member at Harvard for the rest of her life. But I think the pressure is going to keep building. I saw today that one of the people that she plagiarized came out and said Harvard clearly has to fire her. And I think that uh, you're going to see more and more behavior like that. But I would say to the, every Harvard alumni in the country, you ought to be putting pressure on the board to fire her. Uh, because she she is rapidly going to devalue a Harvard d- diploma. Yeah, that's for sure. You know what um, was stunning, new too? This to me really saddened me. Um, and everybody, we're talking to the former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. There was a new poll that just came out, and this this really disheartened me. It's Quinnipiac, Newt, and it's a majority of American voters back sending more military aid to Ukraine, uh, but are split about Israel Hamas. That is really troubling if indeed, you know, we have the issue that that young people especially uh, seem to be diminishing on, you know, on what their support for Israel that and over over Ukraine. This is disheartening, but it's but we see it with these protests. You've had two generations of left wing brainwashing in our schools. Uh, They have an effect and true left wingers all hate Israel uh, because it is a pro Western country of great success, and therefore uh, you are required to be a true left-winger to favor the underdog, no matter how, no matter what the underdog does, there's always an excuse. So if they behead babies, well, they probably were forced to it by whatever happened to them. I mean, this is insanity, but you don't see any of the adults standing up and saying, this is insanity. And I'm, I'm glad to see, for example, uh, law firms that are now saying they won't hire anybody who's involved in these anti-Semitic rallies. If anyone knows about the club, Mr. Speaker, and beating it, you do, because you beat it in 1994, the first time that we beat the club and won both houses of Congress since 1952. And so it's always a pleasure to hear you talk about it. let's, Let's go back and do it again next year. Yeah, what do you think the chances are? Because, of course, they uh, it looks like Congress, they, they're they leaving today, Senate leaving tomorrow, uh, finally, uh, Mr. Speaker. I think the more people watch how sick the establishment is, the more they realize how desperate the elites are to impose themselves on us, no matter what we want, uh, the worse it's going to get for the left. And I think next year could truly be uh, a cataclysmic election for the left. I mean, it's so dumb. I mean, it's only, the election is only 11 months away. Just let the election happen. Yeah, I agree on, on Colorado and everything else. They can't let the election happen. Trump will win. The Republicans will gain the House and Senate. Their world will be broken up. God forbid the, the American people speak. <laughs> they are fighting for their lives. Every left-wing goofy thing they believe in, every left-wing organization that gets money from the taxpayer, all of them are at stake now. 
Well, you've showed us the way, Mr. Speaker, so thank you. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, thank and you. have have a thank beautiful you. and blessed Christmas to you and Callista, please. Merry, Merry Christmas to all Merry Christmas. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Merry Christmas.